Today in Business from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy to use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60 day trial at shipstation.com slash tech news. That's shipstation.com slash tech news. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off US versus China. Where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous US China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired Spotify and the Triumph of the Subscription Model by Aaron Griffith. In 2011, when Spotify launched its streaming music service in the US, The future of digital media lay squarely in the realm of advertising. Sure, everyone knew ad based models, sometimes called the Internet's original sin, had flaws. But companies like Google, Yahoo, and Facebook were able to grow very large very quickly by attracting big audiences to their free services and selling ads. Spotify aimed to emulate that success, but with a different model that also included an odd consumer option. A subscription. At the time, Pandora, the market leader in music streaming, had already positioned itself as the future of radio, going after the industry's $17 billion advertising market. Spotify executives took aim for that same pool of money, calling advertising a huge part of the company strategy. Both companies offered a paid subscription option. Spotify's main difference was the ability to play any music on demand. Where Pandora only offered radio style playlists with limited options to skip songs. No one could have foreseen the digital media world's recent shift toward paid subscriptions, driven in part by the success of Netflix and newspapers like The New York Times. Consumers have grown increasingly comfortable with the idea of paying to access digital media that they once got for free. Venture capitalists are now more excited to invest in tools and platforms. That enables subscriptions. Likewise, no one foresaw the rise in anti advertising sentiment. Ad blocker use continues to grow, and advertising boycotts are now a frequently deployed culture war tool. Ad fraud remains a problem. Even Facebook and Google, the successful digital advertising duopoly, now look like sinister privacy invaders due to their data collecting sales operations. Rival tech executives, like Apple CEO Tim Cook, Are weaponizing this anti advertising sentiment to slam competitors with advertising based business models. Lucky for Spotify, the company's paid tier of subscriptions put it in a strong position to ride that shift. Of Spotify's 157 million users, 71 million pay a monthly fee to subscribe. Only around 10% of the company's revenue comes from ads. On Tuesday, the company went public. 
Investors valued the company at more than $26 billion at market close. The focus on subscriptions, combined with its hard-won relationships with the record labels, has saved Spotify from the fate of its many failed streaming music peers. That includes MOG, Turntable.fm, Muxtape, iMeme, Playground.fm, Mixer, Mixwit, SeekPod, Grooveshark, and Schemer. Pandora, which bought Radio in 2015 in a distressed sale, endured takeover speculation for the last year, culminating in a bailout investment from SiriusXM. Spotify has long argued its service fights the music industry's piracy problem by offering a convenient alternative. By doing so, it proved it was possible to convince a generation of users who grew up with Napster and Kaza to pay for music for the first time. That shift is notable. Spotify subscribers who pay $10 a month or $120 a year to access the service are spending more on music than the average U.S. consumer did at the peak of the CD boom. Detractors would argue that that money now gets spread across a lot more songs, therefore shorting artists. Spotify CEO Daniel Ek's promise has been that Spotify can help return the music industry to growth. He's delivered on that. Last year, the industry experienced its first double-digit revenue growth since 1998. But new challenges loom for the company. Spotify is not profitable. Plenty of artists and record labels that the company relies on continue to criticize its business model. And the company's success has attracted competition. Apple, Google, and Amazon all have competing subscription services which threaten Spotify's leadership position. In that sense, Spotify will do well to remember the fate of Pandora. Success is precarious. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.